0: A start On Demand, On demand.
1: Christmas time, mistletoe
0: and wine. Just rewind that first part that mistletoe and wine
1: Just
0: play that over and over again find the glass jerry with another gem for us It's Mackling and McGarry. It's the Shadow Davis Show. And Brett, you were saying that uh, retailers will be thrilled to see this weather. Because let's face it, yesterday I was putting up my Christmas lights on my house. I had uh, basically a sweatshirt, a toque, and I was putting on and taking off my gloves every couple of minutes because my hands were actually sweating. It was, you know, not typical early December weather by any stretch of the imagination. This should uh, kick things into high gear in terms of holiday spending and the idea that Christmas is just around the corner.
1: Yeah, well, I noticed at the beginning of November when we had that early snow that the mall was busier than usual. It really does have an effect uh, when we head into the holiday season when it feels like winter, it feels like Christmas, and of course that translates as well to restaurants with the holiday season upon us. You're likely thinking about what you're going to get for everyone, and not just restaurants, but parties as well. We talked earlier about what the etiquette is on BYOB, or, you know, should we bring a bottle of wine as a gift? Maybe... I don't know. So we figured we'd bring in an expert here. We had our
0: idea, but uh, let's go to the expert, right? With
1: so many wines available, how do you select something you know the receiver will enjoy? So to give us some
0: advice, we have brought in... who. One of our favorite people on the planet, uh, Christopher Sprague, Somalier at Five Two Nine Wellington, uh, one of our favorite places to go uh, every decade or so, uh, <laughs> because uh, you know uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta look good to to walk into there, and uh, we're stretching the truth a little bit because uh, the hospitality at Five Two Nine Wellington is outstanding, uh, really to whoever you are. And Christopher, great to see you again. Thanks for making time. I know the traffic is a little bit dicey, and you only had what typically about ninety seconds to get here yeah, took yeah. you about 10 minutes right I made it so we're good <laughs> right on. so let's let's have that conversation with regard to wine and and picking uh, maybe a host or hostess gift and and how do you make sure like if you don't know the palate of the individuals whose house you're going to and, and I mean that's not a prerequisite by any stretch. Uh, how, how do you uh, find the middle of the road to bring something uh, that uh, it will be a crowd pleaser or something that your host
2: or hostess will appreciate? Well, for me, you can never ever go wrong with bubbles, right? Uh, bottle of champagne, bottle of prosecco, cava, something sparkling. It's always a good way to start off. It's always a good gift if they want to have it later. It, you can never ever go wrong with that. Other than that, I kind of like. Uh Having a diversity of wines, nobody will ever disagree with that. So trying to pick something a little bit more unusual can be neat for wine tasting, especially if you want something to talk about. You can uh, get something with a fancier label, something more unique. Uh, for me, it's always play safe. For I like to get a wine that has a little bit more of a mass appeal. So something that will never be, you know, you don't want anything too sharp or too... Uh, foreign, like uh, like I don't want to give away weird dessert wines or uh, kind of stuff that's not going to have appeal. So, you know, always safe with good Californian. you can be safe with some great wines from Canada. So, uh, once you get into French and Italian and other uh, more obscure stuff, it could be more for the more adventurous. <laughs> it might not be enjoyed by everybody. So that's important to have the mass appeal. So A, for me, it's always bubbles.
1: What do you do if you are going to someone's home and you know the hosts are really big into wine? And you like, I'd be scared, I'd be intimidated and, trying to, to figure out what mm-hmm. to bring them.
2: Do you know what's always a good trick? Glasses. You no, know, everybody, everybody needs wine glasses because you keeps oh. I keep smashing mine. <laughs> so it's always, it's always good to show up with glasses. <laughs> Anger management issues. Christopher, do we well, need to have another conversation? <laughs> no, they just keep. They do. coming they off break. the counter somehow. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They
0: break. And you know what? That's a great idea. Never even thought of the idea of uh, of uh, bringing a, a host uh, gift that includes wine glasses. That's a brilliant well, idea. And and uh, any type in particular, because we know there are three or four or maybe even more different kinds of wine glasses. Yeah, there,
2: there's so many different kinds to choose from, especially, and it does make a gigantic difference in the wine that you put inside the glass, um, the shape, the, the way it feels, all those kind of things. For me personally, I always bring something a little more unusual. Like I, for I, I think about it now, I don't have port glasses at home. But mm. if somebody showed up with a couple of pork glasses, I would be thrilled because it's not something you'd normally go out and buy, right? So something like that would be a little more unusual. Or maybe a, a, an ice wine glass or something more of a dessert wine glass. It's not something you always have, a maybe a white or a red or something like that. And a host usually doesn't carry something a like dessert wine glass or something like that. it would be a nice little gift. I'm glad
1: you mentioned ice wine. It's like you're reading my mind because I <laughs> wanted to ask you, what is ice wine anyway? When...
2: Well, ice wine's really unique and it's very special to Canada especially because we make the best ice wine in the world. And the way ice wine is actually made is it's frozen grapes, so hence the name ice wine. And in Canada, we can guarantee the weather. So what has to happen is the vine, the, the grapes stay on the vine much later. So you should normally pick grapes uh, September, October. That's when you make great wines. These grapes will stay on the vine until late December, uh, even sometimes early January. And the first real hard frost, so it has to go below minus eight, and the grapes are picked frozen. And what happens is the water gets frozen. So when you squeeze the grapes, you get very pure essence that's left over. So it's all, the grape flavors are concentrated and very high in sugar. And then you have to ferment it and it's very, very sweet, but the acidity is really high because it's been on the vine for so long. And it's so, it's expensive because it takes an entire vine to make one ounce. So usually you can get, you know, five or six bottles of wine out of an entire vine of grapes. With ice wine, you get one ounce. So that's the, what makes it so expensive and so rare.
0: Cool. Now, obviously I want to try it now yeah well, well it's the, pretty good <laughs> yeah, there's some uh, great uh, dessert wines that come from uh, the Okanagan Valley right and uh, like you say Canada's a perfect place for uh, creating a dessert wine because of the because of our climate
2: yeah, absolutely and that's that lends us we're, we're the world leaders now in ice wine we make more than anyone else um, especially now you start seeing climate change happen ice wine really started it happened in Germany and Austria that was the 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 the, the where you found most of it in the world before Canada came along, and we started coming on strong about 20 years ago making ice wines. The only thing is we can guarantee ice every single year, right? In in those Central European countries, Hopefully they can get down to minus eight, but that doesn't, now with the climate change, you don't see it very often anymore. I don't remember the last time Germany had a great ice wine vintage. Isn't that interesting? Canada has a great one every single year.
0: Okay, so getting back to the whole idea of uh, of etiquette when it comes to wine and bringing a, uh, a gift and, and that sort of thing, have you got a rule of thumb when you're being invited somewhere? Do you, do you, do you bring some for yourself and some to share? What, what's your uh, rule of thumb, Christopher? Well, for
2: me, I always like to bring a bottle of wine that has a great store. Story attached to it because it's kind of neat. It's a, you know there's a lot of great wines in the world, but if you can have a wine that has a story attached to it, that has something special about it, or that it comes from a very unique place, or made by somebody unique, or been something that has a very very long history, that's always more fun. It's it, you can start a conversation with it. You can have uh, meet new people because you can share it, and it's a it's a good conversation starter all around. So talk to your local wine expert, whether it be somebody uh, what, like what, me. Or, you know,
0: what, what if you have a story of your own, right? Of this is why this is my favorite wine. Exactly. You know, and bring some glasses, do a little mini wine tasting. I, I think it is, it's a, you know, ice wine, but it's a great ice breaker, right? Especially if you're going somewhere where you don't know everyone uh,
2: to, to you know, you can show off a, a little bit, but but know your stuff. Exactly, because you can, You people travel and you, it's amazing when you go somewhere, how much better the wine tastes where it's from. Sure. Like last time I was in the Okanagan, I, you know, I have a glass of wine there compared to here. The wines are, are getting better and better and it's really neat to, taste the wine from the place where it's from so you can you can c- carry around the conversation with like that and, and, and pull in travel and it's very it's a very the, the, the wine world's so diverse and it's everywhere on the planet so it's kind of neat to see the diff- the whole world comes together with it
1: christopher sprague is a sommelier at 529 wellington and uh thank you so much for the advice bubbles are always safe if you're trying to figure out what kind of wine to bring for your hosts